Elise is number one. There we go. Elise is number one. Who made this system? That can't be right. I, I don't know. I think we did. So, <laughs> I'm pretty confident we set up all the mics. That in sounds here, right. Yeah. And we put Elise as number one. Yeah. And she's not here. So I don't know what we're going to do today. <laughs> There's no one number one. Over to you, number two. <laughs> I am number two. You're number three. I'll so. take it. I'd rather be number three than number two any day. All right. <laughs> all right. Welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always. Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And not Elisa McCarter. I slipped into a British accent for just uh, one word there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, that's what number two does. So. <laughs> uh, already off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when we don't have supervision. <laughs> I know. I know. We can't be trusted. Yes. Uh, great job filling in. Uh, or not filling in. Because you're here <laughs> yeah, every week. Thanks. But great job without me last week. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. We had fun. We had a good time. Yeah. I sent her two options. As far as things we could talk about. And one was definitely something that was like in my wheelhouse and one <laughs> was in her wheelhouse. And we definitely did the one that was in her wheelhouse. Yeah, I imagine But so. it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. I mean, if you're giving her the choice. Yeah. 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 One was like heady theology stuff, which is like, ah, uh, heart bass. <laughs> so, yeah, it's okay. We'll t- I'll talk about that some week when you're both gone. I'll yeah. be fine. So that. in our world, or last week, yeah. we've had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what. Yeah. Um, we are going to say like. Last 10 days. Yeah. As, as of day of release as of this day. episode. Last, last, last 10 days. Yeah. For sure. Oof, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a year, month. I, I think we're gonna, we might come back to some of that stuff. We will stick yeah. to our schedule. Of, it's the first Monday of the month, so we've got a book of the Bible coming Let's out. Let's do it. But we are not unaware of those things, and we yeah. want to address them from a Christian point of view or a Lutheran point of view. And or we will. Our personal point yeah, of view. That'll come. Um, yeah. but, but we also just wanted to at least be part of that podcast and conversation. Yeah. Um, that we didn't want just you and I sharing our opinions on uh, Roe v. Wade, which I know mm-hmm. many women in our community and in our church have questions and confusion sure. about. Um, you know, we just didn't think our our voices alone were good enough. Yeah. 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 That's a nice way to say it. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> and and really, our voices alone probably aren't going to be good enough in the future either. No. But we will do our best to at least give our points of view and yep. what this means. And have some, have some the, conversation. The yeah. church moving forward. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and we also have an update. We do. We do, yes. The Supreme oh, Court yeah, made another yeah. ruling uh, on an issue we talked about. Uh, I think they made it largely based on our conversation. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it was based on our conversation, they, they ignored it. it. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so just uh, an update. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we talked about a decision where a high school football coach in Washington yeah. was praying on the 50-yard line after games. Some mm-hmm. of the students felt that they had to join him, at least according to them. Um, yeah, that their playing time was threatened if they weren't uh, yeah. part of the inner circle, so to speak. And I don't know. I'm, again, I have no data if that's like true or false. This is their point that of is view. That's what was we, it was in the article that we read. Yes. that's what we got. Uh, and it went all the way up to the, the the school district told him he needed to stop, and mm-hmm. then his contract was not renewed. Yep, and he sued. And he sued um, again. Not renewed. He was not fired for it. He just wasn't renewed. Right. Uh, the Supreme Court found in favor of the coach, yeah. not of the school. He was district. allowed to pray. Yes. Um, I disagree with it. I disagree with it for spiritual reasons. I also think it's kind of a weird one for the Supreme Court to get, but yeah. um, some Christians out there might like that and be excited about it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm fine with it as long as everybody's cool with, you know, a Catholic uh, priest uh, leading a prayer. If, you know, if a, if a Catholic priest is leading a prayer at a school on the 50-yard line, that should be fine. If sure. a, a Islamic teacher wants to lead a prayer on the 50-yard line, that should yeah. be fine. Like, we got to do it for everybody now. Yeah, and so if we're cool with that, then all right. But I'm not sure that we're really ready to 
handle the full ramifications of what uh, we might have unleashed here. Yeah, and I, I, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm pro prayer. Let's be me clear, not pro yeah. prayer. Me too. But this also feels like performative prayer, which I'm less pro. I'm more of an amateur. The Bible is also less pro performative <laughs> prayer. It is. Jesus is Jesus is straight up anti performative. Very, prayer. very, very anti performative. Uh, listen prayer. up. You cut that out. You and your hypocrites. Okay. So I've got an article here. All right. Yeah. Is this our funny story? This is our funny story. Okay, because that one was kind of a buzzkill as far as funny stories go. <laughs> All right, this is from Scientific American. Scientific American? Yeah. Okay. People may pick friends who smell like them. All right. Do we, are we going to do a stiff test? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I smell good today. I don't know. Me too. Maybe you're smelling me. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's been a trick all along. Maybe I've always been thinking that I smelled good and it's actually just the people around me. Yeah. Have you ever met someone and known right away you found a new friend? Was it their smile, their laugh, a twinkle in their eye, or maybe a clever joke they told? In truth, the clincher may have been an underappreciated item on your subconscious checklist. As in the case for many mammals, your instant bond may have developed right after the first sniff. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I will say this. I have never really had that experience of like meeting someone and saying, oh, this person and I are going to be best friends. Like yeah. that's just uh, like the meet cute first time, mm-hmm. you know, thing. That's just never been my experience. However, there have been people who I have smelled for the first time and thought we are never going to be friends. <laughs> so <laughs> this does work in the opposite direction. I, yeah, think. I, I, agree. I also would say my sense of smell is, is not very developed. I have a very low sense of smell. Mm. So maybe like, you just think you have a low depth sense of smell, but you're actually a heightened unconscious sense of smell. Maybe. So yeah. maybe, maybe, you know, that's, that's part of the, the issue. Maybe my sense of smell is not, not working right. So I, can't oh, make yeah. friends right away. Yeah. I can't walk into a room and sniff out a new friend. This is really why introverts are introverted. It's because yes. they just all have a smell. Dis- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah. yeah, They don't have a good smell stuff. <laughs> they can't smell things. Okay. Yeah. So we're acknowledging we, we gravitate towards people who have something in common with like age, personality, physical mm-hmm. appearance, sure. race, all those things uh, draw us to people. Uh-huh. Uh, but maybe we are also seeking out those who smell like us. Okay. Um, so this, uh, they did a research here. Yeah. Um, so they had people basically God. get in rooms and like smell each other. <laughs> okay. And. Were they like blindfolded when they smelled each other? Uh-huh. <laughs> this so, is so, so weird. So, well, here, here's how it is. Okay. Uh, 20 pairs of same-sex friends reported clicking during their first encounter with each other. Uh, for three days, participants gave up scented soaps, garlic, and anything else that might alter their body odor, and even wore a cotton t-shirt to bed to capture their scent. Okay? Okay. Then those scents were handed over to the electronic nose. What is that? <laughs> All right. It's used an array of sensors to measure the chemical difference in the body odors of each members of, of the members of each pair. And then they found that the two sums who clicked with each other when they met had more similar scents compared with randomly selected pairs of people in the study. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there you go. So this electronic nose. This electronic sounds like, nose. This yeah. sounds like we're like two steps away from smell-o-vision. Like we're going to be able to smell the sure. things that are on our TV. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Which is, means I'm going to stop watching Dirty Jobs forever because um, I do not want to smell those. So the electronic nose, they also did another test here. Oh, okay. Where they used that electronic nose. Sure. Because once you got it, <laughs> you got to use it. And it successfully predicted which pairs of complete strangers would get along 71% of the time based on smell. Wow. So they smelled, okay. two, you know, the electronic nose waved over two uh-huh. people, put those two people in a room, and it could predict 71% of the time would these two people click based uh, on so how they it smelled. Was, it predicted it correctly 71% of the time. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's not too bad. Yeah. That's better than I am at picking friends. I don't, I don't get it right 71% of the time, so that's fine. Yeah. 
So now, you know, if you're meeting somebody. Electronic just, nose. Just go whiff, give them a whiff. Yeah. Just be like, I'm going to lean See, in. I don't know that I know what my whiff is that I'm looking for. I think I need the electronic nose to like smell me. Like a, like a, I need a basset hound for I my I think you friend. would just know. Like you would just sniff in and you would just know instantly. Good or, yeah, I like it or no. Like I don't it. think I would. I don't, yeah. Maybe we could try it. I need a, I need a basset hound. I need a basset hound for a friend. So I get him to smell me and I say, okay, go find a friend. Go find a friend. <laughs> and the basset hound goes and finds my friend. That's what I need. I like it. Just go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, do we become friends because of smell? Is this Maybe. a driving factor? I have no idea. I've never like yeah. smelled you and thought you were particularly odiferous. So <laughs> I'm not sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure either. I know it's a word. <laughs> I think odiferous is like just strong smell, not necessarily good or bad. It is strong, I think. Okay. Uh, I wonder, you know, how does deodorant play into this? Like if if, sure. if you use the same deodorant as somebody else, would you be like more drawn to them? Hmm. Yeah, that might, I mean that would make sense. Yeah. Though these people are like going off their natural musk. They, they stopped true. using all of the just that cotton T-shirt. Stuff, yeah. yeah. I will say that if you spray Axe body spray anywhere within a five mile radius of me, I will never be your friend again. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm I, looking I, at you, high schoolers, on the mission trip. I can I'm tell you, yeah. I've <laughs> led a, a mini a mission trip or retreat with middle school and high school boys, uh-huh. and it's a an alarming amount of strong odor <laughs> from an Axe body spray or it's, an equivalent. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. It's uh, hard for everybody. Yeah, and I'm like, just basic hygiene will do you a lot of good. You know, like like you're covering, you're trying to use this to cover up uh-huh. poor hygiene. Yeah. Just do the good hygiene. That's right. Just, just take the shower. Just, just take a shower, wear clean clothes, wear yep. deodorant. This is not rocket know, science. That that does that goes so far. Mm-hmm. That's all. That gets you ninety percent of the way there. That's right. You know the Axe body spray is not making up for those things. No. It just you smell bad with this weird smell on top of it. This is like for breezing your laundry instead of actually doing your laundry. That's it's true. Just, it doesn't work. And it's look, not. I've done it. Right. <laughs> I was. I've been there. <laughs> lived that nightmare. A young camp guy. I'm like I don't want to spend two hours doing laundry. Let's just use the Febreze bottle. Let's do it. Air it out. Yeah. Just air it out. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't work that well. But uh, let us know. Do you are you do you like the way your don't, friends smell? Don't let us know. <laughs> I don't want that email. <laughs> do you like the way we smell? Yeah. Do you like the way Beyond Sunday smells? Yeah. Give give, uh, give us a whiff. Give if, your, you're, if, you're out of, if you're with us on Sunday mornings, just give us a little whiff. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we identify our listeners now. They're walking around sniffing each other. <laughs> Great. All right, let's jump into Axe. All right. Part Axe two. Part two, yeah. Part two. All right, so I love the second half of Axe. Yeah, it's an, it's very interesting. That's great stuff. All right, so um, uh, quick recap. Okay. Okay. Do you want to do this or do you want me to do it? I want to hear what you got. Okay. Uh, I'll jump in. We start with Jesus. Jesus. Ooh, uh, <laughs> Good place to start. Tells the disciples he's leaving. Gives them the new command that they're going to spread the word of God yep. uh, through Jerusalem, Samaria, mm-hmm. and all the world. Boom. All right. threat. Concentric circles expanding yes. upon one another. Then the Holy Spirit shows up Ooh. and they start speaking uh, in different languages and it starts to move. This yep. small community of believers in Jerusalem starts to grow dramatically yeah. in Jerusalem. Real fast. Real fast, real big. It gets to a point where the other uh, traditional Jewish members of that faith are done with them. Yeah. They kick them out and drive them away Boom. from Jerusalem with violence and threats and that's pretty we have our first martyr of the church. Yeah. So they leave Jerusalem. It has the exact opposite effect. Instead of now being contained to one city, it's now spreading throughout all of Israel and into the Roman Empire. Kind of like a virus. Kind of like a virus. Only but like mm-hmm. a friendly virus. And we like if you're gonna have a virus for a cartoon show yes. for kids. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, the friendly virus. Yeah. Clifford the Big Red Virus. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm fluey, Influ- <laughs> the influenza virus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it starts spreading, and then we left off with the founding of the church in Antioch, yep. the first Christian church. Yeah. Um, before that, it was a Jewish Jewish temples that yes. were kind of dabbling in, in this way of Jesus, but they were thinking, is this a new version of Judaism? Right. This is something new in that it's they're identifying as Christians. Uh, and we have our first missionaries being launched from Antioch, yep. that this is kind of the, the launching place. And that's where we're going to start. Mm-hmm. So that's the beginning of, of Acts part one. Excellent. Okay. So first we'll start with Paul and Barnabas. All right. And Paul is going to be our central figure for Acts part two. Oh, yeah. In Acts part one, Paul also was had a the vision with Jesus. That was kind yes. of important. We had an introductory to yeah. Paul. Yeah. and he. But Acts part two, it's Paul's story. Yeah. It becomes fully about Paul. Um, almost every section Paul's engaged in. Yep. I think we rarely divert from his his story. Yep. Um, so Paul and Barnabas are going mm-hmm. on missionary trips. Let's do it. And we get three big missionary trips that they're going to go on. Yeah. So kind first, of expanding circles. Yes. First, we, we go into Asia Minor. All right. That is modern day Turkey. Okay. Uh, then we go back to Asia Minor. Sure. And in, on to Greece. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So that's that's number mission trip number two. Yep. And mission trip number three, back to Asia Minor all and right. back to Greece. Yeah. Let's run it back. Let's do it again. Yeah. So visit all those people that we saw. So teach yeah. them up some stuff. So next part two, we're gonna they're gonna see those three mission trips, and then we kind of have a fourth trip. Mm. That's a little bit of uh, an interesting one. That's, yeah. That's, but we'll get to there. It's one of my favorites personally. Yeah. But yeah. you know. So um, so in every city that Paul is going to, we make a stop at the Jewish temple. It's stop number one. Jewish yep. temple. We're going to use that as a launching point. Just point of clarification. Jewish synagogue. There's, oh, yeah. only, there's only one Jewish temple. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, Jewish right. synagogue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and oftentimes, it it's, goes over well. Yeah. Paul has an uh, a compelling message mm-hmm. of the Messiah and yeah. Jesus and what that means for them. Um, and he speaks the Jewish language, not just like literally speaking Hebrew, but he speaks like the, the language of the Old Testament and can make those connections for them and points back to prophets and how Jesus is fulfilling that. It's, uh, yeah, it's compelling. Yeah. Paul's crushing it, yeah. yeah. And he, they like it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes he gets kicked out of the city. Sure, <laughs> yeah. that happens. Yeah. So. I, it happens to all of us, right? Who hasn't been kicked out of a town they were proselytizing yeah so so that's kind of so that's our first mission trip it's it's overall a fairly successful trip um really interesting things are happening new you know christian churches are being planted and when we say church we're really meaning like a house church in many ways they're not building they're not holding uh building campaigns and building the first physical church plants correct like we would think of them now and they're not just communities of people not just doing like oh this is a christian church that does worship on sunday mornings and maybe like a small group bible study in the week no this is like a christian a group of community that's really doing life together it is um very in some ways very different than american church in some ways it's kind of similar yeah but uh it's really kind of a, an interesting way that they're kind of planting these places and then Paul moves on to the next city to sure. start again. Yep. All right. So they get back and um, they're back in Antioch and they hear that there's this no like kind of rumblings within the Jewish faith. Yeah. The Jewish Christian faith, this new movement has some questionable things that they were not privy to. They got Paul and Barnabas got back and they're kind of thrust into this argument mm-hmm. of what do we do with Gentiles who convert? Yeah. So uh, do they have to become Jew- uh, Jewish? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, Gentile would mean a Roman citizen or uh, African, anyone that's any not who's Jewish. not Jewish, yeah. yeah. And so, as Peter is doing his message, kind of centralized in Antioch, and as Paul is kind of going around, they're focusing in 
on the Jewish temples, but some people are coming to faith that are not Jewish, right. that are, want to become a follower of Jesus, and mm-hmm. they're not there. Mm-hmm. And so there's this big, big thing of saying of, of community of the strong Jewish portion of the new Christian way is saying, look, they need to become Jew. Mm-hmm. That means they have to become circumcised. Yep. They need to obey the Sabbath, yep. and they need to eat kosher. Those yep. are kind of the three big things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to do those things. Paul and Barnabas, not on board. Hard pass. They real angry, real quick. They're yeah. Like, no. No, absolutely not. That is not, not. what Jesus means. So yeah. they go to Jerusalem, and now there's kind of like this big meeting in Jerusalem. And I would say Acts chapter 15, if you're looking at like the importance of the church, this is the most important chapter sure. outside of Jesus. It's yeah. Acts chapter 15. Because it, it sets up what every church is going to become. Yeah. So at this thing, we have this big debate, and Peter stands up and says this awesome thing. And I have it printed out here. All right. What do we got? So Peter, Peter says, brothers, you know that some time ago, God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the hearts, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. Yeah. Power. It's and that's awesome. Peter, right? That's Peter. That yeah. is Peter. And Peter is going to backslide a little yeah. bit from this. He, he wavers. He's a- yeah. When, when Paul leaves, Peter will kind of... I think some of these other people have his ear a little bit Mm -hmm. in a sense. And so he's going to waver and Paul and Peter will have a little bit of conflict over this very same thing that Peter is saying. And ultimately, read Galatians for that one. Paul will win his vision of what the Christianity is going to look like. Paul wins, which is why none of us claim to be Jewish today. Correct. We claim to be Christian. But Peter's right there. I mean, he says the, he says the words that need to be said at this meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And Peter has the clout. He was with Jesus. Paul is the persecutor. He's doesn't, they know he's a missionary. They know he's doing good things, but he's kind of doing his own thing. Peter's the one that is really leading the the charge Mm -hmm. here. So that's great. All right. So then, uh, Paul and Barnabas split up. Sure. We have a disagreement. As all great bands do. Yeah. Uh, they split up over this guy named Mark. Oh, it's not, it's not a romantic thing, but (laughs) we don't know. (laughs) Mark went with them on their first missionary journey. Right. And then quit halfway through. Yeah. And we don't really know why. We don't. But he left. But this may be, maybe the Mark that wrote the gospel of Mark. It's possible. Possible. It's his name is Mark. It is. That gospel was written by a guy named Mark, presumably. (laughs) Yeah. Who would have had, you know, access to people who knew those stories. And this guy had those stories. So. Yeah, so Barnabas, maybe, maybe the same guy. Barnabas is like, let's bring Mark back on missionary trip number two. They want to go back to the places they went, check yeah. up on the things they're doing. And Paul's like, nah, no, 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 no. wasting my time with Mark. Mark ditched us. We yeah. don't need him. And so they fight and they split. And so Paul has a new partner in crime, Silas. Ooh. And Barnabas and Mark go together. Aww. And we do not know anything about Barnabas and Mark from here on out. Gone forever. This, the, the story, that whatever they do, we don't know. That's right. Because yep. the book follows Paul. Yep. Though if this were like... A modern day novel, there would be like four other versions of the story in which Barnabas and uh, Barnabas and Mark have their own adventures, and then somehow they interweave with Paul and Silas, yeah. like fifty years from now. And I would lo- I would love to get a you yeah. know an Acts part three with a Barnabas, Barnabas, Barnabas yeah. and Mark and see what they're fun. up to. Yeah, yeah, Barnabas seems like a cool guy. Who knows? <laughs> from what I know about him, he seems pretty cool. From the three or four sentences that he's in here, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so Paul is now emboldened by this council of Jerusalem. Yeah, I'm like this. He he hears the council ultimately sends him out and says, "All right, you go, you go and convert uh, Gentiles." That's yeah. Paul. That's now your mission. Go convert Gentiles. And Paul's, Paul's like, "I'm on about it. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready it. to go." Yeah, yeah. So he is now going on this new missionary journey. They're stopping at those same places, but now his message is not just for the Jewish synagogue. It's kind of like, "Let's talk to the Roman population. Yeah. Let's bring get these everybody people up in here." In. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and, and the message that Jesus is the one true God and king, and this is going to be putting him at odds with the Roman government. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's already a true God and king, and yep. that would be Caesar. Yep. And uh, not acknowledging that does not go well yep. in the Roman Empire <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So so Paul is kind of running into more, tr- more and more trouble as he kind mm-hmm. of gets along. So now it's not just with kind of uh, Jewish synagogue leaders now it's with the roman government itself yeah yeah which and, is more problematic because yeah. the jewish synagogue leaders have very limited power or authority yeah the jewish government does not have limited power or authority yeah yeah the, the romans got, have some uh, the might of the roman army behind them and uh-huh. they are running uh, a bigger empire than that of the united states i mean they're massive yeah, so yeah um so paul is arrested several times ultimately mm-hmm. he's kind of always dismissed and like let go yeah, at this or point. At this point. At yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of intrigued by Paul and kind of his movement. It's different. Yeah. Because it's a Jewish-based movement, and yet it's ethnically diverse. Mm-hmm. And Which is confusing. It is. Co- that's confusing for them. They're like, I don't really know what this is. Mm-hmm. And in this movement, men and women, and slave and free, mm-hmm. rich and poor, are all equal. They mm. all have... That doesn't sound right. The opposite of equality. And this is different, not only for the Jewish population, this is different for the Roman government. They're like, like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. That's not right. You can't put those people together. Yeah. yeah. And they express a loyalty to Jesus alone, and yet they have no military threat to Rome at all. Yeah. So they're they're not worried about like a real military uprising because it's like, what are these people going to do? Yeah. They've got nothing. They're just loyal to Jesus. And so ultimately, they're always kind of like, eh, well, you know, it's weird. It's different. But yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So uh, so he's constantly kind of just like arrested and then let go. Yeah. So until the end. So the final part of Acts is going to be really Paul's journey to Rome, mm-hmm. which is not fully by his own will. Yeah. It <laughs> did not go the way he planned, right? Yeah. 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 So we know Paul wants to go to Rome. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate goal. He's gone to Asia Minor. He's gone to Greece. Next stop is Rome. And actually, he writes the book of Romans to Rome. Yeah. Um, he never has met that church. It's the only letter that he writes to a congregation he's never met. Um, and in Romans, he says, hey, I'm coming to you, and I hope you're going to help send me on to Spain. Like, that's yeah. his goal. He wants yeah. to, to go on to modern-day Spain. He's got big plans. Yeah. But what we know from that, that this message is not fully just dependent on Paul. It's right. spreading anonymously through other sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that this message of ethnic diversity... Men and women, slave free, uh, rich or poor, all equal, and that we're loyal to Jesus alone is spreading. Yep, it's it's moving uh, quickly through Rome, mm-hmm. um, uh, the, Ro- the Roman Empire, not just Roman city. Right. Yep. Okay. So Paul uh, goes back to Jerusalem, ready for his fourth and final, uh, you know, or his fourth missionary journey. Yeah, brings back his collection because he always collects uh, for the saints in Jerusalem. So he yeah. brings back an offering from all the other churches. Yep. I think there was a famine in Jerusalem at the time, so actually bringing back to like support those people as yep. well. And then 
He's arrested. <laughs> yeah, he's attacked by the uh, Jewish synagogue, and yep. that draws the attention of the Roman soldiers, and they're like, let's get this guy. They have a little bit of confusion. They're like, I think he's a terrorist. Maybe he's from Egypt. We don't know. <laughs> let's let's just arrest him. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but later. they arrest him. All right, so they put him on trial. First to trial with the, the Jewish Sanhedrin. Uh-huh. Then he gets moved The on. same Sanhedrin that Jesus would have been before. Yes. I mean, that's the same group of people. Yeah. number of years later, but the same group of people. They're anti-Paul, but they don't have any real power. So they send him to Ro- the, the Roman authorities. Same thing that uh, Sanhedrin yep. did with Jesus. Just a flashback here. And those Roman authorities bounce him around until mm-hmm. finally he gets to King Agrippa. Yeah. And that would be king of kind of this area. Right. Yeah. Bigger than Pilate. Yeah. So during this time, this sounds... this In the book of Acts, this takes like, you know, like a couple chapters. Mm-hmm. In reality, it takes years right, to, to get through all this, to weed through Life this. is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they didn't all telecommute those, for their court here. All those Romans that they he interacts with, they don't really think he's guilty of anything. Right. But they're not really sure if they want to let him go <laughs> either. Yeah. <laughs> they're like... It's convenient to have him arrested, but... Yeah. They're like, he doesn't do anything wrong, but this message is spreading. Mm-hmm. And they're not... They're not, it's more like a curiosity at this point. Yeah. Um, well, there's also this pesky uh, fact that he is apparently a Roman citizen. And yeah. so there are like rules that they have to follow. Whereas yeah. most people were not actually Roman citizens and they could do whatever they wanted to them. Yeah. So during this year long process where he's in like limbo, uh-huh. he is trying to appeal to the highest court in Rome kind of a thing. Take mm-hmm. my case. Like, yep. let's go to Rome. Let's, let's see what they it. have to say. Yeah. Uh, and this, you might think that this is a setback for Paul. Again, this time, Paul is visiting churches, visiting cities, setting up new churches, but it's not. Paul is doing his work from prison. Yeah. He is not letting this time go by. He is writing like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And some of his most beautiful and most powerful epistles that we find in the New Testament are written while in prison during this yeah, time. Sure. Um, so this is the book of Ephesians, book of Colossians. These are all written during this time. I'm in prison and I'm writing to the churches that I've seen before or answering letters to the churches I don't know. Yeah. So it's all, and he's writing a lot more than what we get. Yep. We get a handful of his letters, but he's writing tons of letters. Yeah, we assume, yeah. Who yeah. knows? There's no reason to think he wasn't, yeah. And we know that in some of the letters that we'll get to when we kind of talk about Paul's letters, he is responding to correspondence that we don't have yeah. And so we're getting maybe like his fourth letter to mm-hmm. a place that he's writing in response to stuff. And we don't really know what came before. Because we're reading things. somebody else's mail. But that's a yes. that's a topic for another day. Yeah. All right. So Paul is sent to Rome. And we have a harrowing nautical journey to Rome. Yeah. We have shipwreck. a shipwreck. He gets stranded on an island for there's a bit. A snake bite. Yeah. A snake jumps out of a fire and bites him and he's fine. And Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty crazy. cool. This is pretty neat. He like yeah. gets a whole bunch of the Roman soldiers to like follow Jesus and believe him. And yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it's awesome. Stuff. It's yeah. really neat. It's great. And then we land. He's in Rome and he's placed under house arrest. Mm-hmm. And this, again... If the Romans are really trying to squash this right now, they're doing a terrible job. Because... <laughs> He can have everybody come visit him. He's yeah. like under house arrest, but like it's kind of like an open door to come see him. Yeah. So many people are coming. Paul is preaching the message of Jesus to them. Uh, we got this diverse group is learning about Jesus in Rome, and then Acts ends. Like that's, that's it. That's all we know. That's how that's, yeah. uh, Acts kind of is over. So it's a pretty awesome ending to the book of Acts where they, we see kind of this this kind of snowball roll down the hill and get bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, and eventually we know it becomes so big that Rome cannot stop it. Yeah. And they're going to try hard in that first and second century to squash this new message of, of Jesus. And they cannot, yeah. it's grown too big. 
And in some ways, all their attempts to stop it only make it grow bigger Mm -hmm. uh, until finally Rome embraces it. Yeah. For superstitious reasons. Yeah. This is another podcast. We'll (laughs) talk about Constantine another day. It's fine. (laughs) But but it's kind of uh, this really powerful thing that we see... We get to see like how this movement got started throughout the yeah. Book of Acts. I love uh, reading this and kind of going through this. Yeah, well, and I think the pattern, particularly through the second half, right, is that not only does the movement grow, but the movement picks up steam as it's being persecuted, yeah. right? So through Paul's suffering, trials, persecutions, the church continues to grow. And yeah. I think that's a, a powerful metaphor for us as well, right? That we don't we don't flourish and grow in our faith and in our communities through things that are easy, right? We, we do it through things that are hard and through mm-hmm. facing trials and through getting through fire together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think church tradition will say Paul dies in Rome. We think crucified, yeah. Yeah, we're not quite sure, uh, but but that's kind of, um, I think that's what tradition states, that he is yeah. going to be martyred in Rome yeah. uh, for the sake of the gospel. Yep. Yeah. So that is our church tradition. We think Peter also uh, uh, crucified in, uh, in Rome because his... Uh, his, Peter's tomb burial is actually where the Vatican is built. Now. Oh, yeah. I think I think traditionally we kind of say he's crucified upside down. Yeah, he uh, the tradition is that he asks to be crucified upside down because he deems that he's not worthy to be crucified right side up. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that plays out. It's a Catholic thing, but yeah, but yeah, you can go down. It's and kind s- of a neat story. Yeah, yeah but Saint true Pe- or not, Saint yeah. Peter's Basilica is built on top of Saint Peter. Presumably. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> where they where they allege that St. Peter right. was, is, is died and buried. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there, there you go. Acts part two. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's great. The whole book of Acts is good, really. I mean. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's one where it's a little bit tough to get into. I would definitely, you know, start with the gospel, as we've talked about before, mm-hmm. right? Start with uh, Mark or Luke. Um, but if you want to know a little bit more about, like, what the church is getting into, there's really good stuff in Acts. And there, there's some heavy heavy speeches that you kind of got to wade through. Like Paul will do several sermons and you'll kind of see like Paul has a sermon that he gives several times. Like, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's not pulling out you know, all the new material every time. Well, he's but, got a new audience. Right, so, yeah. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's good. And you get to see like the core teachings of the church being developed in real time. Yeah. Like what, how are people thinking about this? How are they making this argument? How are they making a compelling argument for others, not only to plead their case, but to convince others to believe in Jesus, right? Yeah. You know, one of the things that Paul says when he's before Agrippa I'm not going to quote it because I don't remember the the verbatim, but essentially is look, you know, whether you find me guilty or or, uh, or innocent is really not my concern. I want you to know about Jesus. Yeah. Right? I'm I'm here. I'm going to tell you about Jesus, and you can decide what you want to do with that. But I'm going to tell you about Jesus, and that was kind of Paul's whole purpose. Yeah, it's powerful. Uh, absolutely, and uh, you'll see in in the the handful of sermons we get from Paul and the handful we get from Peter in the Book of Acts, um, read those and yeah. see like what is different about sometimes American Christianity versus mm. what's presented there. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. They never talk kind of about heaven or hell. Like nope. it's just never brought up. It's never a call uh, follow Jesus to avoid hell or follow Jesus to get into heaven. Like neither of those things are brought up, um, and yet they have a very real like follow like you need to follow Jesus. Like Jesus is at the forefront of all those things. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's kind of a, a powerful um, way that we see the early church kind of move and grow. Yeah. All right. Ratings. Um, Book of Acts on a whole or just part two? Um, I don't know if we did part one, if we rated it or not. We did, we did rate part one. Uh, I don't remember what I said for part one. I give a uh, book of Acts overall one and three quarters thumbs. I think it's great. I don't think it's quite up there with the gospels, but I think yeah. there's really powerful stuff in it. It's really meaningful. I, I agree. You know, I, I, if we're doing 
half thumb. Yeah, yep. I would give one and a half. Yeah, it's not. Um, you know, uh, if I had like a top ten book of the Bible, mm, it sure. probably is outside the top ten. Yeah, um, but it is really good. Yeah. So like narratively, there are some really good parts of Acts. Yeah. yeah. But I think theologically, especially in like the New Testament, some of Paul's uh, some of Paul's letters, I think hit home stronger for me than the Book of Acts. I agree. Sections of the Book of Acts would jump into my like top ten favorite sections of the Bible, but like on the whole, yeah. There's some other dry stuff in the in Acts as well. I agree. Yeah. Well, but the Gentile conversation, like the Jew Gentile conversation in Acts 15, prices. yeah, it's awesome. Go, yeah. And, and Go again, it. it's um, the most important chapter yeah. of the of in maybe even the Bible because if that does not happen, we would not be here. Yeah, for Christians and for yeah, Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so all, all good right. stuff. Yeah, there you go. All right, anything else in the Book of Acts? Uh, yeah. How do you think Paul smelled? That's the mm, real question. He's, yeah. he's walking around a lot. He is. And in an age where people didn't shower or I think use soap. Like, I don't think soap was a thing then, was it? Probably not. Yeah. So probably not great. They, I mean, oils is what they would use. So smell better. Yeah. That feels like you're just for breezing the problem. Yeah. <laughs> just greasy. Yeah. You're just <laughs> breaking out. Smelly, like, smelly and greasy. Smelly and a bunch of acne everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. Mm, okay. Well, on so that So Paul note, and I might not be fast friends if we met one another. I might not give, he might not pass the sniff test. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I like what he says in that. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine with that. And he gets shipwrecked and that seems cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, yeah. Paul goes through the, the ringer. Yeah. Throughout the book of Acts. We do. Yeah. He gets going to get beaten and imprisoned and a lot of stuff's going to happen to him. It's rough. We kind of yada yada Fights over a dragon. A lot of that. Oh, wait. No, he doesn't fight a dragon. That's a different book. Sorry. There is a dragon. There is. That's coming up. <laughs> it's not in this one. Not in this book. <laughs> well, hey, if you liked this episode, uh, be sure to check us out at beyondsundaypodcast.com. We'll be back uh, every Monday and in the first Monday of every month, we'll continue our Books of the Bible series. Uh, so we've finished up the Gospels and Acts now. So I think we'll be moving into some of uh, the epistles next week. We'll see uh, where that takes us yeah. uh, but uh, we'll uh, see you next month for that uh, and if you uh, want to recommend this uh, this is July 4th so maybe uh, oh yeah b- bust this out as you're getting ready to watch some fireworks tonight um, celebrate a little a, bit, a little bit of American heritage by uh, listening to beyond Sunday with your with your family and friends do you like fireworks I love fireworks me too big fan yeah they're so cool terrified to shoot them off myself but love watching other people oh. do it yeah 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 I like shooting them off. They're just so expensive. Sure. Yeah. Like that's not my concern. My, yeah. my concern is blowing off my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> my favorite are the uh, Roman candles. Those are my favorite firework. You got a little, little allegiance to Rome here. Yeah. Can I get a Christian candle? Can I get one of those? <laughs> I'm sure that there is a Christian firework stand out there marketing them. <laughs> Good Lord. I don't want to know what that is. <laughs> well, I like the Roman candle because you can hold it while it shoots. Oh, yeah. That sounds I, like a good idea. I like to say like Harry Potter spells <laughs> and like move it around. <laughs> so. Cool. <laughs> oh, by the way, when we went, did you notice when we went into Wyoming on our trip, uh-huh. like right at the border, there are like. 10 massive fireworks stands because I, I guess it's legal year round in Wyoming. I did not and see that. And all their billboards are talking trash about the other ones. <laughs> about how the other ones are garbage. I'm so sad that I missed this. Oh, you, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like perfect. Like you ru- you drive into Wyoming and like you get 10 fireworks stands and then immediately there was like a herd of buffalo. Like I was like, <laughs> yep, this is perfect. I, I've arrived. Here everything I knew about Wyoming is right here. <laughs> like <laughs> lawlessness and buffalo. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.